Welcome back to the Musings Diary podcast. This is where we talk everyday life in line with the word of life. And as promised, today we have a special guest whose name is Dr. Wale Akinyemi, who has taken time out to come and join us here on the Musings Diary to talk about how it takes a different picture. Buckle up your seatbelts and let's get right into it. But before I usher you into the episode, let me give you a sneak preview of what to expect in today's episode. My name is Vivian Karibuni Sana and I'll see you on the other side. We need to prosper honorably with dignity and integrity. It is an insult to Calvary for us mm-hmm. to pray the way we pray and mm-hmm. we still have to go and beg the people that don't pray. If the condition changes and you don't change, Mm -hmm. then you become a victim. Because there is nothing like once intelligent, always intelligent. Your life will go in the direction of your most dominant thought. Jesus for 30 years was preparing for his three-year ministry. Hi. Hi, how are you, sir? Very, very well, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Maybe you can start us off with a word of prayer. <laughs> All right, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you. Because you are the giver of life, you are our inspiration, and so we totally yield to you. Speak through us and let the words that we speak, let them minister life to the hearer in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Tell us a little about yourself. It depends on what you want to know. I am, I, I, I have so many parts of me. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I'm, I'm, I celebrate the most is I'm a family person. I'm a father. I've been married to my wife for 29 years, and um, we have three children. Our first son is married. Yeah, we have two sons and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing! 29 years is not small. <laughs> Well, we thank God. It just seems like yesterday. <laughs> I know. We thank God for that. So how did you come to be here in Kenya? I was born in Nigeria. It's a long story. I believe that I'm here by divine divine assignment, you know. Just like I have friends who are in Nigeria who originated, who are born in Kenya, but today they live in Nigeria. I have people who live in the U.S. who are from Kenya. People from the U.S. live here. So I believe that as time goes on, and as we grow, it's like water finds its level. And ultimately, we will, you know, find our calling and our place of calling. So I think that's the only way I can explain it. Wow. Tell us about how you manage to balance all the things that you're doing. You know, first you're a father, you're a business strategist, you're an author, as in so many things. How do you manage all that? Um, I don't separate them. Everything uh-huh. falls under the category of what God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. So my my calling is transforming Africa one mind at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, when God called me, his calling was for me to disciple the nations through the system. So 
my pulpit is in the boardrooms my pulpit is through my books through all that and the effect everything should have at the end of the day is transforming minds so anybody that interacts with me the goal is that there must be a before and after in the wow. way they think so that's mine so whether it is writing a book um doing what i'm doing here um i run a leadership uh one-on-one -on -one mentoring uh coaching program called mm -hmm. reimagine yourself yes you know so i have leaders from literally from all over the world that subscribe to that it's one-on-one -on -one sessions with me you know, now, whether I'm doing that or I'm on TV or whatever, it's all doing the same thing, transforming the way people think. So, um, it is one calling with different manifestations, but it's the same thing. So, I don't really differentiate. You don't separate them. Yes. I cannot forget to mention that you're an author. An author yes. of powerful, powerful books. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> of all my books, every book that yes. I write is my best at the time I write it. Uh -huh. I've written 18 books right now and I love yeah. all of them. Mm. <laughs> to write, um, uh -huh. I'm a writer. I remember when I was a kid, seven years old, my class teacher, we did an essay competition in class. And uh -huh. my teacher, after my essay, the, 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 my teacher said, Wally, you know, if you continue writing like this, maybe one day you will get paid to, to write. Yeah. And I was seven years old. But hey, I just love writing. I love writing. I express myself best when I write. So mm -hmm. it's what I love doing. And I just thank God that uh, people buy my books and they love my books. They are powerful. They are powerful. We thank God. Amen. And now we are in a season where we are experiencing a lot of change, dramatic yes. change. She wrote a book called Help My Chocolate is Melting. Yes, a lot of people love that. Yes, talk a little about that book. This is a book I wrote when... Um, I watched a movie with my daughter, and in that movie, um, a, 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 a prince, a king, had commissioned for a palace to be built for him. And the building of the palace was going well. So everything was going well. He said he wanted a chocolate palace. So they were building a chocolate palace when the weather was cold. Then suddenly, the weather changed, and the sun began to shine. So the, 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 the chocolate mansion or palace began to melt. Yes. And I got a revelation that, you know, it's interesting. A lot of times people do things under certain conditions. If the condition changes and you don't change, mm -hmm. then you become a victim. Things, you know, mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of people have been. Conditions mm -hmm. have changed. They don't change. Whenever there is a mismatch between condition and what we are doing, then we become victims. And you mentioned that if they change outside to perceive the, the change inside, then you become irrelevant. Absolutely. Yes. So how do we adjust ourselves? What do we need to do to get to that point where the change outside does not supersede our change inside? Uh, let me give you an analogy. Okay. If you have a, a sports car, when you see one thing they all have in common, their center of gravity is low. They are low to the ground. So they can yes. take those bends at very high speeds. Mm -hmm. Now, an SUV cannot take bends at high speeds like that. Mm -hmm. Its center of gravity is high from the ground. You have to be somebody whose air is close to the ground. You know what is going on. You know, customers have changed. Behaviors have changed. So many things have changed. If you are out of touch with what is going on, then you will be left behind. 
you know, because there is nothing like once intelligent, always intelligent. Nothing like that. You know, you have to constantly develop yourself and you have to constantly challenge your own assumptions. That's mm. very important. Yes, challenge your own assumptions. I like that. I like that. So, now talk to us about mental independence. What is mental independence? A lot of people, let me give you an example. In 1863, mm -hmm. the London mm -hmm. Underground was developed. It was the first underground mm -hmm. rail system in the world. Who were they benchmarking? Mm -hmm. Nobody, because it was the no first one. of its kind in the world. Yeah. Now, in the year 1811, New York City, um, they developed the master plan for Manhattan. This was a, a, a master plan that included roads when people were riding horses. Who were they benchmarking? Nobody. Um, the pyramids of Egypt for 3,800, nearly 4,000 years, they were the tallest man-made structures on the face of the earth. Who are they benchmarking? Nobody. So you find out that mental independence is the ability to initiate without precedent. It's the ability to do things for which there is no pattern. The Bible says, eye has not seen, um, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men, the things that God has planned for us. But a lot of people will not do anything that they have not seen before. And that's why the word benchmark is a very big word. Everybody wants to copy what somebody else is doing. Mental independence is a book that sets your mind free and liberates you so you can think without precedent. Does this apply to Christians? Of course it does. It should apply to us more than because even God said, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Yes, but unfortunately, Christians don't develop their minds. They just think, let's just pray and everything will be okay. Christians don't develop their minds. And as look, let me tell you something. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So is he, yes. All right? He says in 3 John verse 2, he says, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So your prosperity in life is not a function of how spiritual you are. It's a function of the state of your thinking. And that's what a lot of Christians don't get. It's a function of your mind, the, the way you think. As a man thinketh, Proverbs 23, 7, so is he. You know? So it's very, very important. If people, the Bible says you have not been given the spirit of, of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. How do you make sure you are walking in that soundness of mind? John chapter 10, verse 10, it says that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You cannot have the abundant life without the abundant mind. So it first starts in the mind. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians don't want to go in that direction. They just want to pray and then everything will be okay. Yes. Is there a point where we think that prosperity is wrong? And why does that come about? It's because of ignorance. Mm -hmm. It's because of ignorance and sometimes hypocrisy. Because mm -hmm. we, we, we come to church and we say oh, prosperity is wrong, yet every day people are outside there looking for prosperity. Yeah. So there's a confusion there. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, Thou mm -hmm. shall remember the Lord thy God, it is he that gives thee the power to get wealth, that his yes. covenant be established. By Isaiah 48, 17, he mm -hmm. says that I am the God that teaches you to profit and lead yes. you in the way that you should go. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7, he says the manifestation of the Spirit 
is given to every man to profit. The Holy Spirit is not just given to you to pray in tongues. It's given to you to show you how you can profit. The Bible says in Proverbs that the poor man's wisdom is despised. And God doesn't want, and we are custodians of the wisdom of God. So God doesn't want our wisdom to be despised. So God wants us to prosper. But there is a dignified way of prospering. We do not have to manipulate people. We do not have to steal from people. We do not know. He says, it is God that gives us the power. He is the one that makes rich. So all we need to do is understand the principles of the word of God. How does God do it? You know, and you see, we must not criticize what we don't understand. That is what has happened. A lot of Christians, they don't understand it. They don't know how it works. And so they begin to criticize it. And you cannot attract what you bash. You can't. Yes, you can't. Yeah. It's not possible. Mm. And that leads me to your book, The Billionaire Within. Yes. No, the billionaire within is simple because every human being has a billionaire within them. Mm -hmm. They've just not discovered it, mm -hmm. you know. And that whole book is showing mm -hmm. how um, to release it. There is a new mindset you must have. First, you must acknowledge the fact that it is there. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's what God yes. said. So everybody, mm -hmm. there is some treasure in you. We have treasure in earthen vessel. So the biggest task is how do I convert the treasure inside me and bring it out? Now, the Bible says that he has given us gifts, a man's gift to make room for him. God has given us, in, 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 he gave the parable of the talents that he gave one five to another two to another one. And then the Bible says he went his way. Why did he go his way? He didn't tell them what to do with it. Why? Because he had already given them a brain. A lot of Christians think the Holy Spirit is a replacement for the brain. That is not true. The Holy Spirit enhances our thinking. You know, yeah. so you find out that the first one, he went to trade it, he reaped a hundredfold. The second one, he went to trade, he reaped a hundredfold. Then the third one that was given one. Now, we have to remember in the beginning, each mm -hmm. person was given talents according to their ability, not yes. according to their spirituality, mm -hmm. according to their ability. Mm -hmm. That means the one that was given one, his ability was the lowest. And he confirmed it. He didn't know what to do with it. He went mm -hmm. to bury it. And you mm -hmm. see people with low level ability like that, that don't develop their ability, ultimately, mm -hmm. they now begin to play the blame game. So he began mm -hmm. to blame, oh, it was you, you are a wicked man, you are this and all that. So the billionaire within is take, capturing that whole sequence mm -hmm. and showing us how we can tap into the treasure within. Yes, the Bible says we have treasures in acting vessels, but there are those of us who struggle with self-esteem. How do we help such people? And how we, do we bring them to that point where they accept that the word of God has stayed inside them, they have this treasure? Well, first of all, the first thing I tell anybody who is listening is that you need to change who you are listening to. Because our minds are products of the information. And that's why the Bible says that um, we should keep our heart with all diligence. You know, if people have heard all their lives, you are no good, you are no good, you can amount to nothing, you can amount to nothing. They've heard it from authority figures and all that. Of course, that's what they will think. So they need to change what they are hearing. And I've always said, no place like the Bible to show you who you are. If you don't know who you are, you will answer to who you are called. No place like the Bible. By the time they begin to look in the Bible, 
and we have programs that we have put up we have the street university we have all these events we run you know just for that purpose to show people that you are more than meets the eye you know but very crucial you cannot embrace a new identity holding on to old information you can't mm, that's powerful and i just want to speak to those who have the information they have the knowledge they have everything that is needed to develop them but at the same time this same thing is it's like a trap for them you know they have it all but it's like they are not progressing or moving forward what could be the problem in that scenario a, a couple of things number one the bible says a dream comes through the multitude of activity faith without okay. works is dead. dead i've seen people yeah. just sitting down they have everything but they are waiting for perfect conditions oh. no you have to create the conditions with your decisions you have to step out peter would never have known the water could carry him if he had not stepped into the water so there must be an action faith is a verb faith is an action so we need to find out what is i mean there was a guy that he couldn't walk his friends carried him cut open the roof and let him down through the roof the bible says when mm. jesus saw their faith what was it he saw their action their faith yes their action he said he saw their faith but it was action he saw so it's very important um, there must be corresponding action for everything you say you have that's one of the things and then another thing is you must get enough information mm. about it I, i love the way proverbs 24 verse uh, 3 in the living bible it says any enterprise is built on wise planning becomes strong through common sense and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts proverbs 24 verse 3 the living bible translation so wise planning common sense and keeping abreast of facts mm. very very important keys Wow, amazing. Is that the logic trap? The logic trap is when you the logic trap is when you expect everything to go uh, all things being equal. Mm-hmm. You know, when people say all things being equal, all things are never equal. Yeah. All things are never equal. So mm-hmm. the creative mind, I wrote a book called Creative Thinking. The creative yeah. mind is the mind that has been schooled to think You see when I say 2 4 6 8 everybody knows what is coming next 10 12 <laughs> yeah. but life doesn't go that way life goes mm-hmm. 2 7 10 15 20 you know so uh-huh. if your mind has been trained only for a logical sequence mm-hmm. you will have trouble when you get out into the real world and nothing is following logic yes you know so mm-hmm. that's where people fall into this logic trap wanting things to be sequential like that that's sequence okay yeah. okay now sir i'd like you to share what god has put in your heart with us all, all i want to say and i'm is going to be very very short all i want to say is this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that a time comes when christians need to be tired of being the recipients of aid being the recipients of Oh, I want someone to give us this. I want some a time comes when we need to get out of that rut. And the only way we can get out of that rut is by developing our mind. I am very very particular about that. If you don't develop your mind, you will be stagnant. Christians are stagnant because they don't develop their mind. I tell you what, 
when I go for trainings in the corporate world, where I operate a lot, when I go for trainings in the corporate world, people will come to maybe where I'm selling books and they just say, okay, you know what? We want 10 of this. We want 10 of this. We want all this for all our staff or whatever. When I go to churches, you know what I see? People will look at the book and say, ah, praise God, brother. Eh? Can you sow a seed? Can you, uh, you know, <laughs> and that's what she said. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, and so that, you know, many, unfortunately, there are only a few churches that I go that I know I can take books. A lot of mm. churches, people don't care. Christians don't read. Mm. They just want someone to lay hands on them and all their problems will be over. But when you tell them how to walk out, the Bible says, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. trembling. They don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. So I believe until we destroy the, the laziness in Christians, um, we need to stand up. We need to shine with dignity. You know, we need to prosper honorably with dignity and integrity. You know, but it's not going to happen. You know, and look, if just being a prayer warrior was made, what made you prosperous? Then intercessors will be the wealthiest people on earth. But what is the point in praying all night and then in the morning you are looking for somebody to give you money to go home? What is that? You know, and those are the things that give Christianity a bad name. So we are in an era, the Bible says in the last days, knowledge shall be increased. Knowledge must be increased. So if knowledge is increasing, that means there is more knowledge available for you. If you are not taking advantage of it, then guess what? We can't blame God and we can't blame the devil. A lot of Christians even lie on the devil. It's not the devil. The Bible says my people are destroyed for For lack lack of of knowledge. Not the devil. The Bible says resist the devil. He will flee. He will flee. So our biggest challenge in the body of Christ is ignorance and the unwillingness to pay a price for knowledge. That is the biggest challenge. We have some courses that are very, very pricey. Can I tell you the Mm -hmm. truth? We have some courses. Imagine yourself, we have courses that are very, very pricey. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of Christians don't want... The professionals, the leaders, you know, out there that you and I will call, oh, those drunkards, all those people, they have paid, they want it, they want knowledge. Yeah, I think that's my main message, that Christians need to wake up and need to take developing themselves seriously. Jesus, for 30 years, was preparing for a three-year ministry. You know, that, that, that's, that's it. Abraham Lincoln said, if I'm giving eight hours to cut down a tree, I will spend mm-hmm. six hours sharpening my axe. So that's my mm-hmm. message to people that, guys, you got to wake up and got to make knowledge priority. Yes, yes. Is that an African problem? No, because there are Africans that are very knowledgeable. A lot mm-hmm. of my clients are Africans. Mm-hmm. It's an individual choice. It's an individual choice. Okay. It's an individual choice mm. that, you know, let's just pray everything will be okay. And if it doesn't go okay, then we blame the devil. He can't fight back anyway. Mm. And he cannot come and tell us that we lied on him. You know? Yes. <laughs> so that's the way I look at it. <laughs> Talk to us about these two types of people. You, you mentioned them in a certain book. And you said they are prisoners of yesterday. And they are travelers of tomorrow. 
Talk to us about that. Have you ever heard when people say the good old days? Yes, I do. A lot of times. Good. We hear people say the good old days. The Bible mm-hmm. says in Proverbs 4, it in the path of the just is like a shining light. It gets mm-hmm. brighter and brighter. and brighter. In fact, the message translation says it this way. The longer you live, the brighter you shine. That mm-hmm. means I should never have yesterday better than today. Yes. Yes. That means I should yes. never have good old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that means every day is better. Job chapter better 8, verse 7, though thy beginning was small, thy latter end shall greatly increase. Yes. So the prisoners are those who have refused to move from where they were. And it's very Mm. costly. It cost Mm -hmm. Moses the promised land. God said to Moses, speak to the rock. But Moses said, last time we did this thing, I hit the rock. Come on, Mm. let's just Mm. hit the rock. That works. Mm. That's what we did last time. But God was changing gear. Moses was a prisoner of what was. He could not enter into what could be. So what happened? Instead of speaking to the rock, Moses hit the rock and that cost Moses the promised land. And that is still costing a lot of people their promised land today. Mm. Wow, powerful, powerful. I notice you're very, very passionate about the mind. What really motivates you to really be passionate about transforming the mind and how we think? It's because, uh, like I've said, um, I have worked in over in 22 African countries. I've worked in mm-hmm. Asia. I've worked in different parts of the world. And I see that they placed a premium on developing their mind. We placed a premium on praying. It is not that okay. prayer is not good. Okay. But one would expect that the mm-hmm. place where they pray more should be more mm-hmm. developed. Mm-hmm. All right? So it mm. is an anomaly, it is an insult to Calvary for us mm-hmm. to pray the way we pray and mm-hmm. we still have to go and beg the people that don't pray to come and mm. bail us out of problems. Mm. That is what motivates me, that is what gets me angry because I realized that if we will spend a fraction of the time we spend having all these other things we do and we just develop our mind it is not either or i'm not saying yes. don't your prayers i'm yes. saying add the development of your mind to what mind. you're praying and then you have the upper hand you will have an advantage in life so that's why i'm passionate amen amen why africa dr wiley <laughs> i'm african this is the place i know <laughs> yes powerful someone who is ignorant but is not aware of the fact that he or she is ignorant. How do we bring them to such an awareness? You know, there are those who are ignorant, but they don't know that they are ignorant. They are not aware. How do we bring them to that kind of an awareness? And take them from this level? Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic question. We just Let me tell you, all we need to do is to show them a different picture. Okay. Show them a different picture. I was reading a book the other day, and this mm-hmm. guy... The, this bunch of thieves, they had stolen the king's the king's coat. Mm-hmm. And so they were very happy they sold the king's coat. Then this guy said, one of them now went to sell it. And when he mm-hmm. came back, he said he sold it for 25 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. And they said, couldn't you get a higher price? He said, is there anything higher than 25? You see, he was a victim of his ignorance. So we just need yeah. to show them a new picture. When mm-hmm. you show them a new picture, the picture will create a new desire. 
when oh. the new desire has been created then you can mm. tell them this is how to feed that desire yes powerful so let's take an analogy of a motorbike and a pens you know you're drawing you're painting this picture for this person for instance he's a motorbike and you want him to have that desire and that's the brain so how do how can it, how is it even possible to take the machine from the motorbike and place it in the bend and expect it to go so how do we expand them to accommodate that if you ask somebody in my village that my village mm-hmm. one road goes through it you can drive through my village in one minute yeah. now um back in the day now there's a little bit of development but back in the day there was nothing if you ask the young person there what do you want to be when you grow up you probably say he would like to be a teacher or the headmaster because the headmaster was probably the most prosperous person in the whole village but then when he meets with an engineer one day he realizes there is another profession other than being a teacher he meets with a doctor there's another profession he meets with a businessman oh there's another profession so that's the thing it's exposure we just need to give people exposure you know because a person you need to understand he that does not know and does not know that he does not know will never know unless you interrupt his sequence of thinking yes. by showing yes. something else wow. yeah wow i want to take you back to the point where you said you should change who you are listening to you know sometimes it's not always about the outside voices sometimes it's the inside so tell us how can we change what we talk to ourselves or how we talk to ourselves that's yes. very very good the truth is this mm-hmm. um programming is always going on whether consciously or unconsciously in fact sometimes we are listening we are learning without even listening for an, an example i give i like hymns and i know a lot of hymns Now I did not go out of my way to consciously learn hymns for when I was growing up hymns were playing all the time so I got to learn them all right so um we need to become aware of our of our mentality the bible says that uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds all right casting down imaginations and then bringing into captivity every thought how can you bring the thought into captivity if you don't you can only capture the thief that you see yes so it's very important people need to be aware if the thoughts in your mind are thoughts that bring fear you know and we looked at that today second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 that um we have not been given a spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind All right. If the thoughts in your mind they trouble your peace of mind, then capture them. Yes. Reject it in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Speak positive thoughts. If the thoughts that are flowing through your mind are not in line with scripture, counter them. Speak the word speak to yourself it is so important david says bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name he was speaking to himself he was telling his mind what to think 
Very important. We need to do that. We cannot be silent. No. We need to learn to interrupt the thoughts that are not taking us somewhere and replace them with the word of God. Amen. Amen. Someone who was very fervent, he was a Christian who was always studying the word of God, said that whenever he picks the word of God and reads, he feels bad, generally. So I don't know what happened, but that, but that happened and he stopped reading the word of God. So what could be the problem here? How can we address such people? There is a disconnect between mm-hmm. what they are reading and the life they are living. Mm. Whenever there is that disconnect, people will get discouraged. Mm. People will get very discouraged. And the simple answer, it goes back to what I've been saying. Mm-hmm. Look, no, no revelation of the word can benefit you with a closed mind. Mm. God says, I want to prosper you. And you have a poverty mindset. Mm. No matter how much God wants to prosper, you can't prosper. Because your life will go in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. Mm. That's the way your life will go in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. Mm. So that's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you renew your mind, transformation comes by renewing of your mind. That's how your life is transformed. Prayer changes things. Renewal of the mind changes you. Amen. Wow, that's powerful. Prayer changes things. Renewal of your mind changes you. Absolutely. I like that. I love it. How did the Street University come about? Um... Again, mm-hmm. I have to thank God because my vision is, you know, transforming Africa one mind at a time. Yes. Now, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And before COVID, I've always told my my, uh, my my team, I said, you know what? That the model of, because all our work was physical. I'm in a boardroom, I'm training, I'm all that. And I said, this model is not sustainable going forward. But then COVID happened, so it was clear it's not sustainable. So I began to meet with my clients on Zoom and then have sessions with them. And, you know, I had done the blueprint for a university many years ago, an alternate kind of university, because I realized that the pioneers of the first university in the world were not graduate. They just decided we are going to do something, we'll give people papers, and it has stopped. Incidentally, mm. the first university in the world was started by a woman, Fatima El Hirsi, in mm-hmm. Morocco, in the town mm-hmm. of Fez. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to have a platform where people could get knowledge to fuel their dreams. Um, where we could come and we could just learn. But then above that, a platform where Anybody mm-hmm. can decide, I need to create some, I need to make some money. Mm-hmm. What can I do? I'm very good at making world-class chapatis. And you mm-hmm. get your phone, you record yourself making chapati, you tell everybody how you did it, put it on Street University, and you get wow. paid for it. Mm-hmm. So my vision is that Street University will be the largest 
empowerment platform we will run the largest payroll in the whole of africa in the whole of africa that's the vision Amen. Yes. It shall be so. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, you've impacted so many lives. I told you, I'm I'm one of the beneficiaries. Amen. To God be Amen. the glory. What of Artox? Tell us about Artox. Is there's a consulting company uh-huh. dealing with or with uh, with our organizations? So that mm-hmm. is still going on, dealing with organizations and all that. So nothing has changed with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We thank God. We thank God for you. We could go on and on and on and on. But I'll have to release you, and I'll thank have to you. say thank you. Thank you so much for your time. God get the thank glory. For, amen. Thank you for keeping time. I didn't think that you would appear, but ah uh, yeah yeah. Once I've given you my word, <laughs> I keep my word. Amen. You have validated thank that faith works, and thank I keep the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you yes. so much. Eh? Wasn't that just a powerful session? One of my take-homes was when he said, you cannot have an abundant life without having an abundant mind. The other take-home was, we create conditions with decisions. The other one was, faith is a verb. What was your take-home? I could go on and on with my take-homes, but what were your take-home? Head over to anchor.fm slash the musings diary and leave your message telling me what your take-home was from today's episode. It doesn't have to stop here. You can go to Twitter and follow him at Wale Akinyemi. Head over to Facebook and like his page, Wale Akinyemi resource page. And hey, visit thestreetuniversity.com. The resources in there are just the bomb. Get connected to your mentor as well. Just log on to thestreetuniversity.com and get to connect with him and get to tap into this knowledge. Remember, you cannot have an abundant life without having an abundant mind. I'm happy you tuned in today. I'll see you again next week. Thank you so much. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.